0: You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hey, y'all. We are back in real time. Chelsea is um, holding little baby Silas right now. We're talking via Zoom. Uh, But we wanted to come at y'all today with a special, very, very special episode where Chelsea um, gets to share her birth story with all the listeners. So I'm kind of going to let Chelsea just like take the mic and um, chime in with questions when I have them. But yeah, yeah, go for it, girl.
1: Sounds good. Um, Yeah, and just like to preface this, it might be a little. TMI or if you're like not interested in this type of thing, I will not be offended if you skip this episode because it's a lot. (laughs) Um, Also, I warned Catherine that Silas is attached to my boob right now. So uh, if you hear him or hear me needing to take a pause, that's why. Um, So yeah, I guess I'll just kind of start from the beginning. Um, I don't remember, did I talk about on the podcast how I was itching? or were we done recording? Yeah. I did. Yeah.
0: I'm, well, I know I talked to you on Zoom, so I don't know if we were
1: recording then or not. I think it was when we recorded with your mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was when we did that episode, and I was like, yeah, I'm waiting on these results. I have to go, to, I had to go to the doctor today or something like that. So maybe, it
0: might have been before we pressed record, just been us talking on Zoom.
1: That's true. It probably was. So to update everybody else. Um, especially those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, basically at, um, 37 weeks, the weekend that I turned 37 weeks pregnant, um, I randomly started just like itching all over. It started on my arms and then it was like my chest and my legs and belly. And at first I thought I was just having some type of weird reaction, maybe to like the sunscreen I was using because I was on the pool every day or I asked Jordan if he like put extra chemicals in the pool or something. I was like, why am I uncontrollably itching right now? I didn't have a rash or anything. And um, I just kind of like laid low that weekend, didn't put anything on my body just to like see if it would go away and it didn't. And then I started um, getting a little bit nervous because I remembered listening to a podcast called the Birth Hour Podcast where they talk all about different First stories and experiences. And I recalled this one episode where this woman said she ended up getting diagnosed with cholestasis um, because the main symptom of it was this itchiness. And most of the time it's itchiness on like the palms of your hands and the bottoms of your feet. Um, that's like the most common symptom, but it's not always the only symptom. So by Monday morning, um, I was like, I think I need to call my OB just in case, like God forbid it is this. Um, And so they're like, yeah, go ahead and come on in. Either way, we'll check it out. So I went right that afternoon and they ended up doing some blood work. The doctor was like, it's either cholestasis or it's like some fluke skin reaction. Um, And basically what cholestasis is, is a liver condition that happens in pregnancy. I think there's like regular cholestasis, not in pregnancy too, but when it's with pregnancy, it's due to like your fluctuation of hormones um, and it can make your bile acid levels higher. And the risk is unfortunately stillbirth. So um, they said if it did end up being cholestasis, they would not want me to go longer than like 38 or 39 weeks. And in which case I was like, Of course, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. um, So that's not even a risk on the table. Um, So that whole week, I had to wait for the results to get back, which felt like forever. Um, And like my first set of results came back the next day and it was normal. So I kind of was like, all right, maybe I don't have this. This is kind of a good sign. But I used that week to like wrap my brain around the fact that, hey, you could have this baby next week and be induced. And, um, I think I've talked about on here before that I really wanted to have an unmedicated delivery. And so the thought of induction was like, I really don't want to do that. Um, because when you need Pitocin and all that type of thing to kind of create labor for you, it makes things a lot more intense and a lot quicker. Um, so that made me a little bit nervous, but again, like I said, I was willing to just do whatever we needed to, to get the baby here without any complications. So, uh, the next Monday rolled around and I had my 38 week appointment. And as soon as I got into, or the, as soon as the doctor walked into the room, she was like, Hey, you, like we were just talking about you. And immediately I was like, great. She's going to tell me I have cholestasis. Um, she's like, your bile acid levels just got back. Um, they are elevated, so we are diagnosing you with cholestasis. and, um, you know, how do you feel about induction? Cause it needs to happen this week.
0: How do you feel about it? Cause it's happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, you know, it, it was nice cause she did make me feel comfortable and like I did have the option. I don't think they would have forced me into it, but like, of course I was going to take their medical opinion seriously right. and like not, you know take any risks when it came to his health she said they're only slightly elevated so if you would want we could do like another test but then it takes a week for the results to get back so like I would have been pushing it right up to the point where they would want me induced anyway so I was like no that's fine
0: right you don't want to risk yeah
1: so um I said you know my old she's like what is your biggest hesitation with it and I said honestly you know I've been planning for an unmedicated delivery which that was probably the first time I even voiced that at the doctor because they don't really you don't really talk about birth and I knew like is it really going to make a difference if I tell them what I want now versus like right when it's happening I don't know really the nurses are there throughout your delivery and they're the ones that are kind of helping you through pain meds or no pain meds type of thing
0: yeah
1: um And so the doctor was like, completely understand, like we can absolutely make that still happen for you. And we'll just, you know, induce you in a way that's slow progression. We'll start you on like an oral medication and then slowly work our way up to, um, you know, the more like active labor and you can still have that unmedicated delivery, which I was like, okay. That made me immediately feel a lot better about the situation. I knew people had done it. I knew it was going to be a lot more intense, but I also um, don't have anything to compare it to. Like I don't have a, a non-induced labor to compare it to. So I was kind of walking in like, all right, let's just see how this goes. Yeah. Um, so she's like, all right, you know, I'll be right back. I'm going to go call the hospital and see what they have going on this week. And we'll see when we can get you in there. So I'm like, all right, so I'm just like sitting in there thinking, oh man, I'm about to tell my husband that the baby's coming like so soon. And she comes back into the room and she said, well, um, since the hurricane is coming tonight, which mind you, this was the very night that hurricane, um, what was it? What hurricane was it? Isaias. Isaias or something like that? I think it was Isaiah. I don't know how you say it say is, I don't know, it's hard, hard to say. Um, it was supposed to hit that night. And so she was like, what they did was they moved all of the non-medical, um, inductions and C-sections to the end of the week. So they can get you in there today. And, you know, you would be waited on because there's not going to be a lot of people there. You'll be safe from the storm because there's generators there. You'll be in the hospital. You won't have to worry about that. Um, And she's like, you know, if we really want, we can wait till later, but i would be afraid that you, we couldn't schedule you if we wait. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And part of me like knew she was about to come in and say, it's going to be today. I just had a feeling. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm like, all right, well now what? She's like, well, just go home and pack your bags and just go whenever you're ready. I, I already called and let them know that you were going to be coming tonight. So I'm like, holy crap. All right, this is happening. So uh, I go get in the car. I call Jordan. And
0: what was his first reaction? Like, what did he say?
1: He was like super calm about it. And I think that's why like both of us were su- surprisingly chill. Yeah. So that made me feel like it was the right thing. Like God let it all happen for a reason. Yeah. Um. Because neither of us, I mean, we were a little nervous, but we weren't like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. We were just like, all right, let's do this. What do we need to do to, you know, finish up things at the house before we leave? Uh, But I got on the phone with him and I was like, all right, don't freak out, but we're having this baby today. And he was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I have colostasis. They don't want me to go longer than this week. They have a room open for us tonight and they think that we should just take it. So, he's like, all right, let's do this. Let's have a baby. Yeah. So, uh, I called our doula and at this point it was August 3rd and I wasn't due until the 16th. So I called our doula that was on call. I'm like, hey, this is happening. I don't know how it works with induction. Like if you come the whole time or the hospital is going to need you to come the whole time because of COVID. Um, but we're going tonight. Told my mom told her we were going Jordan let his parents know got home finished prepping the yard for the hurricane uh threw all our bags in didn't even have the car seat set up or anything yet we're just throwing everything in the truck and we went um and Megan and doula met us there because it turned out that what mister
0: oh uh, he said um when, when's the part where i come in <laughs>
1: <laughs> not just yet my boy Um, so the hospital said, you know, your doula can come, but she has to come in with you. And then nobody can leave because there was a lockdown with the hurricane. So once everybody got there, no one was able to leave again until like 7am the next morning. Um, so we got all checked in. I was super excited because we got a room that had a tub and I knew I really like wanted to use that for labor, especially because I was planning on you know, laboring at home as long as I could and like getting in the pool or the tub or whatever. Um, and I knew like, okay, it's going to be hard to labor at the hospital this whole time because inductions take a long time. And I kind of was prepped for being there a while. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that. Um, and I don't know about you, but like, if I'm ever, if I ever have like a headache or I'm nauseous or like hungover, yeah. hot shower always yeah. is like amazing. So I knew I wanted some type of like water therapy. Um, hot shower so and
0: an, um, a greasy chicken biscuit or, or French fries.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so we got there. It was kind of like a slow process getting checked in and getting to a room and everything. We ended up in a room with no windows so, we literally had no idea the hurricane even happened, um, other than a little bit of flickering of the power every now and then. Um, they did my COVID test, which weirdly, like, wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. I was preparing for it to be, like, god awful. It, it does, it's uncomfortable, but it wasn't. Which, what's, uh,
0: what's worse, do you think, the strep test or the COVID test?
1: COVID. Okay. I mean, I don't mind the throat one. Like it kind of gags you a little bit, but this one it. is just like, I don't like the feeling of things going that high up my yeah. nose.
0: Yeah. I don't think. Anyone... Um,
1: anyway. So obviously that came back negative. Um, they ended up doing all these like stretches with me, which I thought was really cool. And I really appreciated that. And yeah. like a clinical standpoint, they did all these like hip opening things for your hip flexors, which I was kind of like, I could be here for over 24 hours. Like, is this really going to have an effect if we do this now before I'm in active labor? I don't know. But either way, I appreciated the fact that they thought that was important yeah. to, you know, like align your pelvis right and make room for the baby and whatever. We do this whole series of stretches and things. Um, and then they started my first round of Cytotec, which is like a pill, um, which, you know, unfortunately, all too well. Um, it basically makes your uterus start contracting and it's supposed to start mainly softening your cervix in this case. Um, sometimes it causes contractions, sometimes it doesn't. For me, it did. Um, and I had to take one of those every four hours. Um, so that whole night, I didn't really sleep because I was contracting, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was just kind of like a little bit crampy. It was just enough to be like, you know uncomfortable in a hospital bed and plus i think just adrenaline was like taking over so i only slept a couple hours um and then so i went through several rounds of that i don't even remember how many there's just like constantly nurses coming in and out and checking on your blood pressure and because i was induced i had to be monitored the whole time so i had a belly band on with his heart rate and my contractions so like anytime i had to get up and pee I had to be like, "Hey, can someone come unplug me?" Like it was kind of exhausting. Um, And like at at some point, like even if I wasn't hooked up to the monitors, I still heard his heartbeat because it was like in the background for so many hours that it just was like ingrained in my brain at that point.
0: Like my noise.
1: Yeah. Um, and so oh, hi. <laughs> so by the morning, um, they came in and checked me, and the medicine was doing its job, but it wasn't like making huge strides. I was only um, like a centimeter and a half to two centimeters dilated, which if you don't know, you need to be to 10 before you can start pushing. Um, and I was like 50% effaced, which means like how ripened or softened your cervix is. Um, so we at least knew that it was doing something because I walked in there at like literally ground zero, like closed. <laughs> um, but it wasn't quite doing what we needed it to. So the OB came in and she tried to um, insert a Foley bulb, which is like this little balloon that they stick up like halfway um, in your uterus and your cervix. And then they like inflate it and it's supposed to help dilate it and like, you know, bridge the gap there.
0: Oh, I never knew that.
1: Yeah. Um, and she was like, hands all the way up there like trying to get this thing in for a long time and like attempt after attempt she just couldn't get it to stay because apparently my cervix is like somehow positioned like weirdly a little bit to the left and funny enough like he sat on my left side my whole pregnancy so I thought like I think that's because he's been there this whole time and like literally it made my cervix um move over there so what baby sorry trying to get him back on here you're good um so we attempt that for like quite a while and it was not very comfortable and she's like you know what? i'm not going to torture you this isn't really working um
0: wait a hand all the way up you wasn't comfortable <laughs> yeah
1: <not> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> oh it was and it was like a lot of pressure and since it wasn't working it was just like making me even more like uncomfortable um, so anyway she was like you responded well to the oral meds I'm just gonna go ahead and start you on the Pitocin which is basically the synthetic form of oxytocin the labor drug which again makes you contract and it makes the contractions a little more intense so I'm like that's fine let's just do that so they put me on an IV of that, and immediately the contraction started getting a little more intense. Nothing too crazy though. I definitely like napped a little bit through it and was just kind of like hanging out throughout the day. Um, and I think I was checked some somewhere in between that point and getting my water broken, and it was still like not a whole lot going on. So the doctor, I think it was around like Five or six p.m. that day on Tuesday, um, she came in. She's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and break your water." I'm like, "Okay." I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of nervous.
0: How do they do that?
1: They kind of go in with this little like wand thing and just poke it, and it breaks. It didn't hurt. Um, It just felt like some pressure, and then a big gush of like warm. Actually, like hot water coming out, like it kind of just feels like you majorly peed yourself. Um, and for some women, when it breaks, it's just like a little bit of a trickle, sometimes it's that full blown, like in the movies, gush. And that's basically what it was for me when she broke it, it was just like all out. (laughs) And um, and then after that, like anytime I had a contraction, I would feel a little bit more water kind of like drip out each time. But weirdly, I kind of enjoyed that part because it made me feel like okay this is progress like
0: yeah
1: i don't know how to describe it but like instead of it just being a a contraction it was like contraction and a little bit more water trickling out and it made me feel like okay this is progress and it's not just um being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so at that point once my water was broken it was like immediately things kicked into gear and i was like in active labor at that point um to the point where i was like moaning through contractions i needed our doula or jordan to like push on my back and give some counter pressure which insanely like that helped so much i kind of always saw that and was like ah you know probably helps a little bit like take your mind off of it but how what is that really going to do it helped like to the point where if they weren't there with their hands on my back i was like please come <laughs> come do this for me um and we tried all sorts of different like positions and i was on hands and knees on the bed i did like sitting on the yoga ball and like bent over leaning on the bed we did some stuff where we were um lunging which i did not love that kind of was uncomfortable but it helped get the baby to move down, so I was willing to just try whatever, even though not everything was super comfortable. Okay, are we going to sleep now? What do we think of that? Um, <laughs> trying to figure out if he's done with the boob or not. <laughs> okay, I know. Um, and so that went on for quite a while, and I kind of just lost track at that point of like, everything time space who was in the room like as things started to progress it was just like labor zone which people talk about and it's definitely a thing um it got to the point where i was starting to get really uncomfortable it was getting really intense i knew that it was probably about to get very real soon if not then um so i got in the shower at one point with jordan and had him okay He's just putting himself back on here. Still <laughs> hungry. Um, yeah, he's just like literally lashing himself. Okay, there you go. It's okay. Um, and that you know kind of felt good, but at that point things were like really hard, and I was just like, I couldn't sit still. Didn't really want to be in the shower anymore. So I was like, I think I want to just get in the tub, so that way I can just sit there and feel weightless. I wasn't sure if they were going to let me because I thought potentially once my water was broken, I didn't know if they're going to let me get in there in case of like infection or something, but that wasn't a rule. So I was able to go in, but the nurse was like, I'm not going to let you get in the tub until I've checked you and I know where you're at. Because if you're anywhere close, um, we don't want to like push it and have you have this baby in the water. We want you out of the water so i'm like okay whatever so i get on the bed and at this point i'm like very very uncomfortable it is getting very real um and i had been laboring for 24 hours at this point point. and she gets me on the bed and checks me which every cervical check is just not comfortable again you have to, have to stick their hand up there and measure how dilated you are and how soft it is and I will say the, the softer you get and the more dilated you get, obviously it gets a little more comfortable because they don't have to right. you know, work so hard to get there, but it's still like, ugh, just not the best feeling. So we tried to limit how many times I was getting checked. Um, and she was like, all right, so you're 80% of face, so that's great, like you're making strides. Um, oh, I also forgot to say that once they broke my water, since I kicked into active labor, they took me off of the Pitocin because my body kind of just like did its thing already. So I was no longer taking anything um, mm-hmm. at that point. And so she's like, baby's head is at a negative one, which is like there's this like scale of where the baby's head is sitting in your pelvis. And earlier in the day, he was at a plus three, which meant he was really high. Mm-hmm. So he had really dropped, which again was really great news. He was right at the threshold of like the next one would be where you start to push. Um, if you're obviously dilated enough. Yeah. And she's like, but you are three centimeters dilated. (laughs) And at that point I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I just lost it. I'm like, I can't do this. You've got to be hitting me. I'm looking at Jordan. Like I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm just like sobbing. And He's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. can." And the nurse is like, not many people have gotten even this far, you know, like you have, especially without an epidural, like you can totally do this. Um, Our doula was like, don't worry about it. It's just a number. He's right there. Your body just has to catch up and we're going to get there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm trying to wrap my brain around the fact that I was only three centimeters dilated, and I still had a little, yeah, long ways to go. Um, And the nurse was like, all right, I think, she's like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think if we just put you back on the Pitocin, a little tiny low dose of it, it's going to make the contractions more intense, but it's going to stack them together a little bit more, and it's going to dilate you to where you need to be, because at that point, they started um, spacing back out again. They were more like three to four minutes apart. And so it was kind of stalling things a little bit. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, whatever we have to do. (laughs) I don't even really remember what I said at that point. I'm like, all right, let's just do it. So um, they let me get in the tub, put the IV back on me, like, you know, put all this plastic on my arm to keep the IV dry. And I got in the tub, and they started the Pitocin. And pretty much immediately, things just got... Ooh, so real. <laughs> I was like getting really loud. I um was throwing up between contractions because it was that intense. So poor Jordan is like holding all these puke bags for me. You know, so I was like either moaning and contracting in the water. And then as soon as it was over, I was keeled out over the side puking. And then I'd get back in and I would kind of like doze off a little bit. I wasn't like falling asleep, but The best way I can put it is like, you know, when you're about to fall asleep and you start dreaming, but you're like not totally asleep yet. That's how I felt. Um, And I think it's just your body's natural way of like, let's take a break from the real world right now and we'll be back in a second.
0: Yeah, that's wild.
1: It was really weird. And it was like, I don't even remember what I was dreaming. I just knew that it was not my reality. Um, And... I guess, I don't even know how long it was at this point. I was in there for a good like 20, 30 minutes maybe. And I started feeling a lot of rectal pressure. Like when people say it feels like you need to take a poop, that's like the best way to describe it, but like way more intense because you feel the baby start to drop really low. And the nurse was like, if you start to feel constant pressure down there, you have to let me know because that means you got to get out of the tub so i'm like hey uh i feel like i need to push and it's not really going away she's like okay is it you know like during contractions or in between and i was like both it's just straight up pressure and she's like okay well i mean if you want you can get out and i'll check you and see if you're ready but honestly you're not really quite acting like someone that needs to push yet so that's just my medical opinion but it's up to you at that point, I was like, screw that. I don't want to get out of the tub just to have her check me and tell me that I'm not there yet or tell me I'm only, like, freaking four centimeters or yeah, whatever.
0: I another let down.
1: Yeah, I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just stay in here at this point. Um, and it, it reached a point of intensity where i could, it was it felt almost impossible to exhale. Um, it's just, like, this wave taking over your body, and it's, like, I had a lot of back labor at that point because he was so low in my pelvis. So I felt it just like across my lower back the whole time. And our was having me do like horse breaths to, um, to actually exhale. So instead of like screaming, she's like, okay, we're gonna exhale together and do the like out. So that, I don't know how or why, but it actually helped to breathe out because it felt near impossible to do so um so i was doing that i finally stopped puking because they stopped letting me drink water they're like all right ice chips only at this point clearly you're gonna keep throwing up so no more water which made it even harder because then you're like dehydrated and i was in a hot tub and anyway um from the point to where the, the nurse said you don't look like you're ready to push to this it was maybe like four or five more contractions and I just started like grunting. He was coming out <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I need to push. I'm like, Ugh! it's just like this animal instinct taking over you pretty much. Yeah. Like, you just can't control it. And I'm like, I have to push. I have to push. I have to push. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> this is what we meant. This is the behavior that we were talking about. So they like quickly get me out of the tub. I'm like... I got my hands on the bed, and I'm leaning over, like, just grunting, pushing. They're drying me off with towels. They're trying to get me to slow down. They're like, don't push yet. Don't. And I'm like, no, I can't help it. I have to. So they got me on the bed and checked me. And she's like, I'm going to call your OB. And while the OB was on the way in there, she's like, okay. she's like, baby's head is right there. Uh, your cervix is gone. You are ready. And I was like, thank God, yep. I don't know what I would have done if she told me I wasn't ready to push. I probably would have just cried my eyes out at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I had gone from a three to a 10 in less than an hour. Wow. So transition was like the most intense part, but it was the quickest part. And I knew that that was going to be that way. Like all my friends that have labored naturally say, look, in transition is gonna be the point where you feel like you're dying and like you literally can't get through it. But it's the shortest part of the whole labor and you're so close to meeting your baby. So like if you can just get through that, you can do anything. So I kept that in the back of my mind. Um and then when it came to pushing, it was like finally I can just be productive and like start pushing. And instead of having to just sit through the pain of the contraction, you got to like be productive and work through it by pushing the baby out right so um they laid me down and I remember the nurse trying to like set me up and say all right you're gonna like pull your knees into your chest like grab behind your knees and I was like girl I have no strength left like I do (laughs) you expect me to hold my own legs up like I thought that was just like the craziest thing in the world and I'm like so weak like trying so hard to get my knees up So Megan was on one side holding one leg, my nurse was on the other side holding that leg, and Jordan was up, like, holding my hand in between, and then obviously, like, the doctor was ready to catch the baby, and there was a few more nurses in the room, and with every contraction from there, um, they would have you, like, take a deep breath and draw your chin to your chest, hold your breath, and just push, like, push straight into your bottom the same way you would when you're pooping that's the same muscles so you're like it's just the craziest feeling um in the world and I just remember everyone being like super encouraging the doctor right away was like I see his head he's right there and he's coming like you're not gonna push for long girl like he's coming and um Jordan was up there and he like watched the whole thing and he's just like come on babe you got this like we're about to meet him and that definitely was what got me through all of it and it was like so surreal and crazy i thought for sure he wouldn't want to watch but he did and he was fine he's normally like queasy with watching Grey's Anatomy so i wasn't sure how that was gonna go um and you know everyone talks about how like painful that part is and when they crown it's like really burns and it's awful ring of fire blah 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 And I don't know if I was just, like, too tired to care at that point or if it really wasn't that bad. Like, maybe if getting in the tub helped me, like, everything kind of stay soft down there. (laughs) Um, But pushing was, like, the least painful part. It was like, yay, he's coming. And I just pushed with all I had. And um, we did it for five rounds. And then he was out. And 20-something minutes later, they put him on my chest. And he was just screaming and like so freaking cute and warm and like gushy and and just standing there like, oh my gosh, this is our baby. It was the most surreal feeling ever. And Jordan was looking at me and we're both looking at him and taking it all in. Um and eventually the doctor delivered my placenta. I literally didn't even feel it. She said I had like a teeny little tear that she went ahead and stitched up and I didn't even feel that either um and within so they go ahead and they do all of the tests with him on my chest, like the whole app car thing and he passed everything with flying collars. um and then dad cut the umbilical cord and they just let you be skin to skin with them for like an hour or so which was amazing they never took him away from me until they were ready to weigh him and stuff um which was like an hour later and then um they eventually like measured him, weighed him, whatever, let dad hold him. And then um they help you get him on the breast immediately. If if you say you want to breastfeed, it's like within one to two hours after birth, they have you latching them, which is just so nuts that they instinctively know like he just went right on there and started nursing. And that was that. And it was just the most like dreamy, beautiful, hard thing I've ever done, but I would 100 percent do it again and I would do it the same way again. And hopefully yeah. next time around I won't have to be induced and things won't be quite as crazy. Um we're itchy and, and intense. Yeah, we're itchy. <laughs> Who knows? Um but yeah then they, you know, rolled us up to recovery and we FaceTimed our actually we were still in the delivery room and we FaceTimed both of our parents and let them meet the baby, and obviously they were up, up waiting. And Jordan was like texting them updates every time something else would happen, and it was funny because he would be like, "All right, you know, this is kind of taking a while," and then she's only at three centimeters, like maybe you don't want to wait up; it might not be till the morning. And and then all of a sudden it was like, uh, "Stay tuned, she's coming." Like it is super fast. And our our doula came over for like our postnatal check in. I think like the following week not even a week later and she was like you know kind of helping me process everything and she was like how do you feel about how the labor went like do you have any trauma from like how things just like progressed really fast that way because sometimes that is really shocking to women and they don't do well I was like um no that was amazing that it went that fast because at that point I was like I'm so done. I'm so exhausted. I don't have anything left in me. So if I wasn't about to push him out, I think I would have, then I would have had birth trauma. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just crazy how the body works and how different things can just take a turn and... Hey, Soul
0: Sisters, we are going to take a quick break from our conversation to talk to you about one of our amazing sponsors. So, as you all know, on this podcast, Chelsea and I are super adamant on whole body healthy living. And a lot of the food, unfortunately, that we're eating doesn't really provide us all the nutrients that our body needs and desires. So, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why we're putting that in our bodies. Which is why Ritual's founder is on a mission to reinvent the vitamin industry altogether. From my personal experience, I have loved using Ritual daily vitamins. Not only are they delivered straight to my door, which you have no idea how great it is to save that time going to the store and just knowing it's going to come every 30 days. But also, they're super easy on my stomach. They smell really good, which I know is like a weird thing to say, but... A lot of vitamins sometimes have that like icky smell or taste, but these have a nice minty smell um, and they always leave my stomach feeling settled instead of feeling uneasy. Like I need to eat right away, which is really great for me, especially coaching early in the mornings. I take my vitamins right when I wake up and a lot of times I don't have time to eat breakfast at the same time before I coach. So it's nice that it's really easy on my stomach. Ritual is designed to be gentle on an empty stomach. AAA. Their dele- delayed release, no-nausea design capsule is made to be gentle on any stomach. And the mint essence tab in every bottle makes taking your vitamins a minty fresh experience. Like I said. They use high quality ingredients including vegan oil instead of fish oil. Which comes from the fermentation of microalgae. A patented process that leaves minimal environmental contamination. So, daily changes, as we always talk about, can lead to really big results, and you can start small today with Ritual. Ritual is offering our heart and soul listeners 10% off your first three months. Three months, y'all. 10% off. That's amazing. Try it out for satisfaction guaranteed. All you have to do is go to ritual.com backslash soul to start your ritual today. Again, that's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com backslash soul. That was going to kind of be my follow, follow up to all this is I remember when we went on our walk a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. you were like kind of marveling at like a woman's body and how like equipped it is to do this and how fascinating it is for recovery and just yeah. even the hormones that you feel. So kind of like, I guess, walk through some things you experienced with that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that like immediately after birth, I felt great. Like I didn't have any pain. Um, And again, I wasn't on pain meds. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, you know, that was just wearing off. Literally your body creates its own form of um, pain meds and like oxytocin and whatever other hormones are released post-birth. To the point where they like helped me get up and pee right away and i was like up and walking around and felt pretty normal i mean it was like weird to reach down and feel your belly and there's not a baby in it anymore but um the wildest part i think um physically was as soon as i started nursing you literally feel your uterus start to contract and shrink and it didn't really hurt but it you know, is noticeable. And within, I don't know, a few days, I was like, how is there ever a baby in my belly? And I know that's a little different for each woman, you know, how long it takes, depending, especially depending on like how big your uterus stretched to in your pregnancy. Um, but I was, I remember just looking in the mirror, like four, maybe four days post birth. And I was like, what the heck like how how did that even happen like mm-hmm. monday i had this huge belly and now it's like gone and this seven and a half pound baby came out of it it's just yeah. so wild um and like my, my recovery was really really easy um obviously up until the latest incident which i will get into probably in a different episode but my initial postpartum was like wow this is like walk in the park, like I could have another baby, like maybe <laughs> maybe sooner than I thought I was going to. This wasn't like not that bad. And labor was really hard. But it's like immediately you the pain is just kind of gone. And the intensity and the memory of how you felt is still there. But like I was telling you the other day, if I had to like picture the pain, I don't know how to describe it. Like if I were to try to like really remember what the pain felt like, it's hard. Yeah. It's kind of like that, that kind of fizzles out and you just remember being in it and like how you mentally felt, but the actual physical part of it is like, yeah, I don't really remember that. Um, which is probably why people still go on to have second, third, fourth, <laughs> however many children. Because I think if that was like ingrained in you forever, it would be a lot harder to
0: talk about trauma.
1: Do it again. Yeah. Um, so I won't get into the postpartum trauma that I just experienced on this episode, but unfortunately that you know, euphoric um, postpartum experience ended at some point and I had a very serious incident happen that um, I think ended up being more traumatic because I felt so great and didn't see it coming. It was like very um, out of nowhere and, very scary and onset of crazy bleeding and all sorts of things happened. Um, And all in all, I ended up having some retained placenta that was still in there. Um, And I'm actually, right after we record this, going for my four-week postpartum follow-up. So I'm going to talk to my doctor about it for sure. But I'm curious if being induced and like how fast things happened at the end might have had an effect on like the placenta maybe breaking off or you know like yeah because i didn't even feel it come out she didn't have to go up there and like tug on it or anything and sometimes that'll that's uncomfortable so i thought for sure like oh it just slid right out no big deal it is what it is but apparently that's
0: interesting to me and i'm obviously speaking without any sort of medical background but like wouldn't you and i'm sure people know the answer to this but when like as a doctor you check to make sure it's all gone or how would you
1: so basically um what they do after birth for the first several hours they come and do what they call a fundal massage so they like push down on your uterus one to make sure it starts contracting back so that you don't hemorrhage um and two to see if anything is coming out like clot wise or excessive bleeding or anything like that um and that's right now i guess the way that they they check for that. Um, and I remember thinking like, Oh, my bleeding is really minimal. Like it, like I definitely bled after, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like people talk about. Yeah. And every time they would check on me, they'd be like, okay, how's your bleeding been? You know, have you had any clots? And I would say no, because at that point I didn't. But when, when you're sent home and discharged, they say like, let us know if you have any clots bigger than a golf ball size or if you start bleeding heavy enough to fill a pad with, like, every hour.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I never had that, but I did have some of the clotting. Um, and normally, if you have retained placenta, you will feel sick. Like, you'll get dizzy, nauseous, fever, um, pain, cramping, heavy bleeding, which my only symptom was big clots for at least for a while. Um Initially, it happened, like, the first weekend after birth, and then it kind of stopped until last weekend's episode where it was just, like, right mm-hmm. um, So it's not like I really would have seen it coming or, like, had any other significant symptoms other than being really nervous every time I dropped a clot. Because every time I would call, they would say, hey, let us know if you drop clocks bigger than a golf ball. And I was like, yo, these are, like, peaches. like." Yeah. And, but you keep telling me, I'm fine, yet you keep telling me, you know, call if it's bigger than this, and it is. So, like, yeah, so like, you know. on here? yeah, so there was a little bit of a I don't know, something like missing along the lines there. Um, and unfortunately, it got to the point where it did. But I'll get into that in another episode, maybe. Um I'm still working through that emotionally and mentally, and, you know, physically, I feel much better. Um, right. still I'm still dizzy and a little weak because I lost so much blood. So like, if I stand up too quick, I kind of black out and my blood pressure is still really low. Um, and I don't have as, as much blood going through me as I should. So I get a little winded, um, you know, just like going up the stairs or something, which basically was how I felt at the end of pregnancy anyway. So that's not <laughs> far up from how I felt. Um, yeah things are looking up and obviously like for this little angel boy i would do it all again even though some of it was the hardest things i've ever experienced and unfortunately my poor family experienced um some serious trauma from it too but he is the best byproduct of it all and we just are so in awe of him i can't believe he's gonna be a month this weekend
0: now when you just said four week appointment i
1: was like what and i like had to do the math in my head it's nuts i can't believe it so he's a grown boy he is the sweetest thing we're still working on um how to sleep at night (laughs) He, he will but he um he naps like so well during the day and like i can bring him out on the porch and he'll nap for like two three hours and then at night he just wants to be on mama. Like yeah, he wants to either be nursing or sleep on me, which is like right now I'm just like, whatever. Uh I just need to get to sleep however, however that is. Yeah. Um, so I try really hard to, you know, put him down in his little bassinet and get some breaks here and there, but we're just kind of in survival mode at this point. <laughs>
0: yeah. One day.
1: One day a on time and I know I will sleep again at some point, but it's amazing what your body just like adjusts to and like a two or three hour window. You're like, oh wow, that felt like a whole night's worth. And then you fall asleep, you wake up, you do it all again. And Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I
0: I mean, I hate that you've had to experience this extreme trauma the last week or so, but he is so perfect and you really are such a beautiful mom. Thank you. He is my little angel boy. do you um my mom always used to say that you don't really know what like true love is until you meet your child? Did you kind of experience that?
1: Yeah, it's yes, and it's definitely like so surreal. You're just still like, how did how? like this was mm-hmm. a human in me in my body. <laughs> it just came out, and he's ours, and that I mean, I still am overwhelmed with it, but definitely the first few days home I would just be upstairs like nursing him and looking at him and I would just start sobbing like I love you so much that I literally like can't fathom it it's it's crazy oh I love that yeah he is just the sweetest little thing and he's grown too fast already but it's funny we always talk about like we want him to stay this little forever But we're also, like, so excited to see him grow and, like...
0: See what he looks like, like, when he becomes a toddler and gets his features and...
1: He's got a little dimple. And, like, right now when he smiles, it's just kind of, like, you know, like a reflex. It's not really, like, a reaction to something. We're excited for him to start, like, smiling at us and, like, giggling and having a little personality and kind of putting some meat on his bones so he's not so fragile anymore. (laughs) So little. He's tiny, but he's, he's getting bigger. Um, yeah. He definitely got longer. He's like starting to fill out his clothes a little more. I'm like kind of in between sizes now. Um, we've been checking on his weight because of the whole like breastfeeding thing. And that's a whole nother topic too. That ended up being really complicated because of the placenta issue, but we're getting there one day, one day at a time. But yeah. there's so much that goes into it that, People don't think about or talk about or or know going into it, so that's why I think like
0: episodes or information like this is really cool for women to hear and for women to also be encouraged that like we we hate on our bodies a lot, but they really like create miracles, and that's like a pretty bomb job to have. So,
1: yeah, that's so true. It's amazing what God created us to do, and I think most I mean more women need to not women I'm not blaming women but like society needs to embrace that a little bit more because mm-hmm. you know every day you see the oh like so and so bounces back after her you know after birth or like I don't know it's just the whole narrative of getting your body back and yeah all that is like no you never lost it like you've literally just created life yeah Be
0: ashamed about. So I know. Well, he's starting to wake up. I thank you for sharing with everyone your story. I know that you're tired (laughs) and you got a lot going on. Of course, I was
1: excited to hear your voice. Yes, and this little guy's voice too now. Yeah,
0: your first appearance. Your first um, uh, you know, voice appearance. You've been with us for the last nine months, Silas. Exactly. Yeah
1: oh hey bud he's getting all red because he was just squished against me for so long all right
0: well i love you both love you say
1: bye Auntie katherine bye (laughs) si oh he's so strong (laughs) look at him pull up his head like that oh
0: oh okay bye y'all i love you bye